This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Winning, Winning tries. Carl Dukes, Brian Baldinger in the huddle. Jason Lock on four, part of this podcast as well. They have the Chargers at nine and a half wins. And it starts for me with Justin Herbert. Total believer, Baldy. Kid can play. And I, I seen the kid basically, you know, win with Austin Eckler and nobody else at wide receiver because injuries decimate and decimated this team last year. But here's the kicker for me. He's got, you know, a new offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore. Tell me what you think that's going to look like and how that may help a guy like Justin Herbert. He's also next in line to get paid. We've got Burrow and Herbert, guys. When you talk about the next quarterbacks in line that are going to get those big fat checks, those two guys are going to get them. Don't know when that happens. It'll play itself out. But let's talk about the Chargers, Baldy, because they, to me, are an intriguing team if they're healthy. Well, two things last year. Regardless of the health of, you know, whether it was Keenan Allen or Mike Williams, I mean, the guys that all got hurt last year. Uh, they couldn't run the ball at all last year. I mean, they were horrible. And they couldn't tackle to save their lives last year. They were terrible. I mean, I don't care if it was, you know, Nick Chubb. I mean, they were all running for long touchdowns against this defense. So you kind of start there and you go, okay, they lost Rashawn Slater like the first week of the season, first or second week. I mean, he was a Pro Bowl left tackle as a rookie. So they've kind of restructured the offensive line. They moved Zion Johnston uh, to left guard next to uh, Rayshon. You know, they Jamari Salyer, who played really well at left tackle, goes to right guard. Like, if they can run the ball better, and then you add Quinton Johnston, you know, at a TCU in the first round with the wide receiving core, I mean, if they can run the ball better, they're going to be a better team, period. I mean, they're going to be able to control the ball better. They're going to win close games. They actually play Kansas City really well year in, year out. So that's that side of the ball. On the other side of the ball, they lost Joey Boza early, you know, early in the season. He missed at least 11 games with that, uh, you know, abdomen uh, injury. You know, they lost J.C. Jackson for basically the year. He basically didn't play last year. I mean, they had, a, you know, there's a lot of factors. But if they could keep that side of the ball together, um, you know, they, they should be a better all-around team. Now, to your first question, Kellen Moore, what difference did he make? Well, you know, we saw like a real balanced attack in Dallas. We saw a real ability to protect the quarterback. We know that not a guy, um, you know, like what they have at quarterback. You've got to take your shots down the field. They're going to be a deep ball passing team. You have to because he's just that good. Anybody that's watched Justin Herbert warm up, been out to practice to watch him, I mean, he's sort of – you, you're just mesmerized by the yeah. ability. Yeah, the, the cannon, man. He's thrown for 14,000 yards through his first three seasons. Um, that's the most passing yards in the first three seasons in NFL history. And then he's second 
with the most passing touchdowns with 94. And we just talked about he hadn't played with the full wide receiving core. At least last year he didn't, and he was still able to do what he did. So the Chargers defensively, let me ask you this. Where are they, if Bosa's healthy, in the pecking order of defenses? Baldy, I've got Eagles, 49ers, 49ers, Eagles. But I think when they're healthy, the Chargers are right there. I think that's a top five defense when they got all their guys. Well, they got to tackle better. I mean, they were just so bad last year. And it was everybody. You know, it was uh, it was Derwin James. Everybody was guilty. Um, you know, Khalil Mack did not light up the screen. But you would hope that, you know, one thing that this AFC West did through the draft was they really addressed pass rushers. You know, the Chiefs drafted Felix Anunike Uzama, right? Yes. First round pick. Um, the Chief, uh, the Chargers drafted uh, Tuli Tua Peloto, you know, from USC. Uh, Tyree Wilson to the Raiders. I mean, everybody said, we've got to bolster our pass rush. Let's go get a guy. Let's get him, you know, let's get uh, Tui Peloto. Let's get him with Cleo Mack. Let's get him with Joey Bosa. Let's start getting him into the mix. Learning how to rush the passer, how to set your guys up, you know, how to get and affect Patrick Mahomes. Ultimately, you know, and that's what everybody's saying, the same thing to Justin Herbert. So it's interesting defensively uh, in that division, how they kind of all addressed the pass rusher in that division through the draft. Kind of countering each other, right? Yeah. Like, I see what you're doing, and I got to go here to make sure that we can. The arms are. Yeah, that we can counter you. Guys, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, again, I keep getting back to this because they were injured. They may be the second or third best duo as far as pass catchers in the league when you start talking about, you know, what Joe Burrow has with his two guys or, you know, you look around the league and you say, all right, who are the two best? Maybe Waddle and Tyreek Hill in Miami. But when these guys are healthy, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are the real deal, Baldy. Well, you know, when when I was studying Quinton Johnson at a TCU, my comp was Mike Williams. I mean, he was a deep ball, like he was a go ball getter. He was a jump ball king. Yep. Like he, he was, uh, you know, 50-50 ball. Like he, he'd come down with him. He was great. He reminded you of Michael Williams. And that's probably where he's going to play to start with. Probably back up Mike Williams. And, you know, if they could get them all on the field together and get the deep ball, you know, deep ball passing game going, um, you know, they, they could get plays, you know, big chunks at a time. And it's possible. So I, I think Justin Herbert's only going to benefit especially with Slater coming back. I mean, he's just so good. If Sawyer plays at right guard like he did at left tackle, yeah, they should move the ball better on the ground than they did, which was almost non-existent last year. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Guys, we're talking about the AFC West. All right, let's talk about the Broncos because they've got a new coach, Russell Wilson, coming off of his worst season as a pro. The offense was abysmal last year. Not to point fingers, Nathaniel Hackett's not there anymore. He's now with the Jets. We don't know if it was Russ or it was Hackett or a little bit of both. Or guys didn't buy in. Whatever the hell was going on there, Baldy, it didn't look right. So they hired Sean Payton to come in. Vegas has the Broncos at eight and a half, okay? Eight and a half wins. I'm a little surprised about that, considering the division. And you just talked about how dominant Kansas City has been. The Chargers look to be really good. We'll talk about Vegas in just a minute. But with this, 
it all starts right with Sean Payton. He comes oh, yeah. in. He he's going to he's going to immediately instill something different in that organization, right? I mean, from day one, this is how we do business. Well, it starts with accountability, and so I mean, from Russell Wilson all the way down. So there's one voice in that organization right now, Sean Payton. He's a very he's a very powerful figure from the standpoint of this is what we do. This is why we do it. And it's going to, the game planning is going to, mer, you know, is going to burn midnight oil throughout the week, getting ready for a game. Now, you know, in from everything we had always heard up until last year, Russell Wilson was all in and all that stuff. Um, it's not Russell Wilson, CEO, and, you know, Russ is going to cook. That stuff is gone. Yep. This, is a, this is a proven offense and a proven offensive mind basically saying I'm going to take what I got and I'm going to maximize what I have to use it to the best of our ability to beat what you have. So it's the essence of coaching and there is, he knows how it's supposed to look. Now I was with a prominent offensive line coach this past weekend. And he says to me, he goes, Baldy, how many padded practices do you think I get between the start of training camp and our first game. And I said, I should know this, coach, but I'm a little, I know it's going to be a lot less than what I imagined. He goes, I'll just make it simple, Baldy. We get 12 padded practices. That's nothing. It's it's stupid, Carl. We got 12 padded practices in the first week of camp. I when I played. Now, I'm, I'm not trying to compare our era to what's going on. But these guys have, so they're trying to put an offensive line together, right? So, you know, they brought in Ben Powers from Baltimore and they brought in, uh, Mike McGlinchey, and they're trying to put this line back together. They get 12 padded practices. Yeah. And it's in three preseason games where you're kind of afraid to play your guys before you open up the season. Like, it's not much. And I'm just saying, I'm just using that uh, reference right there, Carl, to like go, whatever expectations we have, it might take a little while with Denver. It might not happen right away just because they're so limited by what they can do. I mean, Kansas City lines up, they, everybody knows the playbook. Yes. Right? You got a couple of young guys come in, a couple of free agents. <coughs> All right, yep. Holmes gets them up to speed in the passing game. Creed Humphrey gets them up on the offensive line. Like, it's all in place. Sean's putting a new way of doing things in place. There's discipline. There's accountability. This is the system. This is our base plays. Like, we have to perfect these. And you go, okay, that's what you should do. 12 padded practices, go everything else to walk through. So, like, I, I feel like we're going to see a difference. I just don't know when it's going to happen, and it might not happen right away. It's a great point. They drafted Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma, wide receiver. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Mims? Is, is he guy immediate starter? He reminded me of Hollywood Brown, to be honest with you. Like, okay. he, was like, he was just like this go king. Like, he was, he was a flyer down the field. He could run. Like, that's what he reminded me of. Um, now, can he run the whole route tree and do all the things? I don't know. But I think Tim Patrick coming back could be their – I like Tim Patrick a lot. He got hurt before they even started the season last year. He didn't make it out of training camp. And he's a big body. He actually reminds me quite a bit of Michael Thomas. I'm not going to mm. compare him to Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas still has the greatest season ever by a wide receiver with 149 catches. Um, his uh, Twitter handle was, you know, you can't guard Mike. Yeah, you know, and Drew Brees just trusted him. So they third down and seven, eight yards. Here it is to Mike Thomas. Like it was over and over and over again. 
and they had Camaro and they ran these two man games and it was pretty hard to stop. So we got to, we got to kind of like look at who some of these guys could be. Could Patrick be that guy? And, you know, and, and so, um, and before that they had that, you know, the, the guy that they drafted at a Hofstra in the seventh round that I, I can't think of his name right now. I, sh- I should know it, but anyway, um, you know, so I, I just feel like he's got to find what his pieces are. Sure. And Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, like he's got to, he's got to figure out where these guys belong and what they do best. All right. I, I have to address this since we're talking about the Broncos and I know Bronco nation is going to be, you know, like, why are you bringing up old stuff? But from what I had heard, okay. And, and again, this is all secondary, but there was a lot of Eagle Eagle tripping going on last year with Russell. And that has to be put aside. Mm-hmm. And that Get back to Baldy, your comment about accountability. I, I don't know how much of that a fit going on the field, but if I'm Russell Wilson, you know what I'm doing? I put my ego in check, and I'm calling Drew Brees. I'm going to call Drew Brees, and I'm going to ask about what this looks like, what should I expect. Maybe he's done this, guys, but if he hasn't, he should. Because nobody knows Sean Payton better than Drew Brees. And they won a lot. They're both going to the Hall of Fame because of it. And I'm just thinking, like, Russ, step back for a second and go, I have a Hall of Fame coach. There are no excuses, okay? What can I do to make this better? And we can talk about all these pieces, Baldy. And you're right. They've got some players. they got to put it together. But I still think it starts with Russ buying into whatever the hell this is going to be and understanding what's expected from him. And don't try to do too much. Well, I, I won't be surprised. I, as far as I know, Drew Brees is kind of a free agent out there. He's not attached to any networks. Right. It won't surprise me if Sean Payton has Drew Brees kind of shadowing the Broncos, Russell Wilson, in training camp. Not that Russell needs to look over his shoulder. He doesn't. No. But no. It, sure would, it would sure would be a great resource to have Drew Brees right yep. here, Sean Payton right here, just understanding the, the concepts, where you go. Because the one thing about Drew Brees is you could just – the footwork, the progressions, they both are about the same size, same height. They all both challenged that way throughout their careers. Um, but, Drew, you know, Drew Brees is going to go down as maybe the most accurate quarterback of all time. He's up there you know, whether he is or not, but, but I mean, his accuracy was a, a pro was a, a byproduct of his fundamentals. Yes. And I think so, sometimes in any sport, Carl, I don't care if you're Aaron judge and you're striking out too much in baseball, whatever it is, you go back to the fundamentals, you know, free throw shooting, you know, like you just go back layups, left-handed, right. And you go back to basics and it just resets you. And, and one thing about Drew Brees, I, I I never felt like he ever got away from his mechanics. I remember, in fact, his last year, two years ago, I think he had a game, might have been a national game, like a Monday night. He was literally like 22 or 23. <laughs> yeah. He missed one pass. And it was a swing, like I think, to Camara. <clears throat> and that play bugged him more than the 22, anything else in the game. Because he knows that he didn't set his feet right and he made an overthrow. And he, he, like the coach was inside his head. That play bothered him because it should have been an easy completion. Yeah. And he rushed the footwork. And I just feel like you can't get enough of that. You just can't. And, and that and when you said your point, Carl, 
you got to put your ego in check. Yes. Like there's nothing wrong with Drew Brees out there. And I expect to see him. I don't know if that's going to happen if Drew wants to do it. You've got a bunch of young kids. And who knows? But I would think Drew would want to be there. Sean would want him there. And if, to your point, why wouldn't Russell want him there? 